1: Welcome to today's People's Bank. Let's talk Knoxville. I'm Clayton Sampson. On today's program, we're joined by the City of Knoxville Economic Development Director Glenn Lyons to talk about the progress being made in Knoxville's new Veterans District. Well, Glenn, it's obviously no secret that a lot has happened over the last year in Knoxville's newest Veterans District, the former site of the Knoxville VA. If you want to just kind of from your role, take us through a little bit of what happened in 2023 and all what went on there over this last year.
0: Well, for starters, Veterans Park and Veterans Trail is now complete. Um, Most people have walked through the park. They haven't seen the splash pad on. We had to wait until the fall to get the electricity hooked up. But in the spring, they'll be turning that on. Um, Together, that's about a $1.5 million project uh, that came with grant money. Um, The other $3 million piece are the uh, 34 lots, the the streets, the water retention area. Those were finished just before Labor Day. And so over the summer, we started selling those 34 lots. We sold 11 to date. uh, One individual and two small developers, Origin and Sage, bought five each. And um, nine houses are under construction right now. We thought that we might only sell five. We considered 10 success. We actually sold 11. So, so far, so good. The, um, we're, we're continuing to sell and we're talking to those two builders um, uh, who seem to be interested in buying more for next year. Uh, we have this thriving community designation from Iowa Economic Development, which means that. Um, Anyone wanting to build workforce housing, uh, the kind of housing you're seeing at the VA for the most part, um, can score better on their grant applications. And so, we're expecting a couple of those to come in. Uh, We're continuing to market the land across the street, south side of Pleasant, for apartment or a townhouse development. We've talked to another number of developers. There's some interest, but we don't have um, we don't have anyone in the bag yet. Um, beyond that, we're trying to figure out where our next phase of uh, development would be. We probably will look at going west of the park. There's about 17 lots there that we can bring online with not a little cost, sorry, without uh, a lot of costs. And um, we're probably a year away from doing that work. Uh, you know, we've got 23 lots to sell in the VA, so it's we probably got a two-year supply right now. Yeah,
1: in terms of the whole entire project, you know, this is something that's been a big undertaking, obviously, since the land was signed over to the city. Um, you know, what's kind of like, I know it's kind of hard to look that far ahead, but what's kind of the end goal for how many different phases you want to have in, that, in, in total in that area?
0: Well, good Lord, uh, the number of phases will change based on market demand and who's coming in. Um, we're looking for land developers to do larger projects where they're doing the work that the city did in the first phase. Um, we can do little projects on our own, but our ability to borrow and invest is more limited after we've done what we've done, but there's 150 acres. We've probably developed about 15 of them so far. And so I think we're going to see a dozen phases over two dozen years, something like that.
1: Yeah, I mean I with the housing it kind of goes without saying of what this brings to the Nashville community, but what other what other strengths does this does this whole project and whole new development bring to a community that was designated as a thriving community and a community that's continuously growing?
0: Well our biggest problem in growing population was the fact that we didn't have any lots to build housing on. And now we have more land for housing than we can absorb at any uh Uh, quickly. So that's great. Um, And what we're seeing is pent-up demand, Uh, the 34 lots, literally we've got 11 sold. We're probably talking about another 10 to 15 next year. And and so people can uh, come to Knoxville and buy a new home if they want to, or people who live in Knoxville can move into a new home and put theirs on the market. Um, And that's creating an opportunity for the population to grow. But it's going to make it also easier for our big employers to recruit um, or to allow their employees who maybe live close to the Missouri line to, to live in Knoxville. And so those are big changes for the city. We haven't seen that in 20 years.
1: Yeah. For, for you and your role, obviously with a project, this scale, there's so much that goes into it, but what, what have you noticed as some, some of the most difficult obstacles in terms of figuring everything out that needs to happen and planning and, and developing and everything that goes into it?
0: Well, I think the, the main thing was we decided that we couldn't sit around waiting for a land developer to come, that we needed to, uh, get some houses in the ground. And so, the city had to act with the county as the land developer. And that doesn't happen much in America, let alone in Iowa. And so, we were, um, I've done land development, Marilyn and I, but we, we've been trying to learn how to do land development through a municipality. And the city has been trying to learn how to do it as well. But we got through the first phase. And, uh, you know, if we had any cobwebs, they, they've been dusted off. and. Uh, I think we know how to proceed from here.
1: Knoxville obviously has big employers like 3M and Hormel and Wyler, and maybe in the future we'll have other employers come to town, but do you see this as a a situation where maybe you can get a trickle down of a population from maybe that southeast corner of the metro or some other communities?
0: I, I think our best market in that regard um, are existing employees who live elsewhere and commute in. So when we can give them the kind of housing choices that they need more of them will move here there are also some uh, older people who don't have the kind of housing that they would want in knoxville who uh, are moving to seniors places in des moines and that one of our hopes for the south side of pleasant is that we might get a seniors apartment building there Um, having housing available makes it easier for not only our existing employers to recruit but also to expand and um, it makes our town more attractive when we're competing to bring to, to attract a new employer to town. But, you know, it's early days. We've got 34 lots and a new park. Uh, and so we're still in baby steps. Um, as this momentum starts to grow, I think it'll take a life of its own on before long. And uh, I think we'll see things happening that we don't expect.
1: Glenn, any final thoughts before we close about the Knoxville, the new new Veterans District and and kind of the progress that's been made?
0: Well, I think that I must say I've been working since 1978 in two countries in I don't know, six provinces and states. I've never seen a town so willing to go for it before. Something happened here. Maybe it's in the water, but they decided that they were going to, uh, Knoxville decided they were going to fix up their downtown and develop the VA, and they've done everything that needs to be done. Um is my last year of working, given my age, and I st- I'm still impressed by the drive that's here. Um, most cities don't behave this way, and most small towns wouldn't know where to begin. So there's something here that's working for Knoxville.
1: Thanks to Glenn Lyons for joining us on today's People's Bank Let's Talk Knoxville. People's Bank in Knoxville, Pleasantville, Carlisle, Indianola, and more. Service you its bet from people you trust, member FDIC. If you miss any of our Let's Talk programs, find them under the podcast section at kniakrol and subscribe through Apple, Google, or Spotify to never miss an episode. That concludes today's Let's Talk Knoxville.